Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dear Workwives. I'm Adrian, And I'm Emily. And we're here to help you create a work culture that doesn't suck. That so, does not suck. That That's the goal. Suck. I wear my We're Not Creating Oxygen shirt today. That's nice. Yeah. Also because it's laundry one day. one of our mottos so. around at clockwork, so... Because we're not creating oxygen. And I think a lot of these toxic bosses could stand to remember that. Yeah, they definitely think that we are. Well, yeah. that started because I used to work for someone. Well, I used to work for a whole organization. I thought we were creating oxygen. <laughs> yeah. And and I was I'm like, you literally were cutting oxygen down. So you were doing the yeah. exact opposite. <laughs> you were limiting so, the production of oxygen, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> actually not creating it. Yeah. So we are relax. creating toilet paper. <laughs> Which is almost the same thing, if we're being honest here. Yeah. Just as essential. I mean, I'm so glad I was not in the paper industry when COVID happened. I just thought of that. Could you imagine? It must have been really stressful. Really stressful. It was the hottest commodity for months. Hottest. And if the trees aren't treeing, you just can't can't get them. thin air. Yeah. Like... But they were also probably so what happens obviously supply demand you just have to pay a lot more so mm-hmm. the um like the loggers and the foresters were probably just making, making a lot of money yeah people always know how to capitalize on an opportunity <laughs> good for them yeah you know not really but okay <laughs> i mean whatever capitalism yeah yeah well I wanted to play a game oh okay I'm <laughs> excited yeah it's gonna be like this or that work okay edition. okay 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 I'm ready okay. you yeah. ready yeah okay Monday meetings or Friday meetings Monday meetings yeah agreed Friday meetings are abominable like even when we worked on Fridays at clockwork we never had meetings on Fridays except for like we had to sometimes we would have like an Enneagram call which was like basically just like a hangout session and even that people were annoyed by sometimes and I was like listen y'all like we got to work with other people's schedules too like yeah yeah (laughs) you know yeah um but definitely Monday meetings Mondays are for meetings in my opinion what about morning meetings versus after lunch meetings Okay. So this is a controversial topic for answer. I think for me, I actually prefer to meet in the afternoon because I work better in the morning. Yeah. And in the afternoon when I've like hit my slump, if I have a meeting, I can like be engaged. But if you ask me to write sales copy at three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm definitely having a nap. So it's not happening. It's not happening at all. Zero chance. So I'd rather have afternoon meetings. I agree with that. Why do we have so many morning meetings? Let's change them all to afternoon meetings. (laughs) <laughs> I'd love that and then have mornings yeah. free because honestly after like you're my boss so but it's true after about two to like three for sure but sometimes two like it's really hard for me to like do certain tasks yeah. you know yeah. yeah but at like 8 a.m no problem yeah totally yeah okay nine to five or flexible hours okay so um, is this supposed to be rapid fire? Because this one I have like a, I have like a complicated answer for as well. Oh, we can talk about it. It doesn't need to be rapid fire. Okay. So I think that 
like for the stage of life that I'm in, I very much appreciate having flexible hours, but I do think that it causes me a lot of anxiety and stress about making sure that I'm working air quote enough. enough. Yeah. Whereas when you have the structure of like nine to five, like I just know, you just know you show up at nine, you're done at five. And for like the day to day, it's, I just find like the structure is very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like now that I've been working in the flexible hours for so long, I obviously very much appreciate the lifestyle that it leads you, but it does cause me some extra like math every day. Like, do, do I, if I start at this time or if I need to do this, then I need to add this. And it just gets a little stressful. Like, did I work enough? Am I doing enough? I think yeah. it's more like wishy-washy. So I don't actually know what do you, I don't know. What about you? I definitely am like a flexible hours girly just because yeah. I don't count my hours. You know, I think that that's part of number one, like the efficiency culture that I want to create, but also I understand that like, I'm the, the, the boss. like the boss, <laughs> the founder, the CEO. So it's yeah. like, I know that my mindset around that is probably a little bit easier, not necessarily like answering to anyone, who's, yeah. but I do feel a responsibility to show up for the team and make sure that, you know, my work is done and I feel bad when I don't. And, but definitely the stage of life that I'm in like flexible hours I need. And I just hated the idea of like, you have to be here until five, even if yeah. you don't necessarily have something to do. I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, yeah. so I think that my mindset just would, I would get really frustrated in a structured, you have to be here this many hours mm-hmm. because like, if there's something more to do on certain weeks, I'll put an extra hour, you know what I mean? Like yeah. versus I need to be here nine to five every single day or eight to four, whatever it is like yeah, set hours just really don't do it for me. No, I think that's really f- true. I think like I have my own personal, like I have a lot of anxiety around time, which is why flexible yeah. hours is great, but also is a, tr- is a trigger because yeah. I'm always like, is, is there I enough do. time? Yeah. And there's always more to do. So the idea of like staying until there's, there's always more to do, like there's never yeah. nothing to do. Um, but life would be a lot harder and I, and I would have to like pay for babysitters and all that stuff if we didn't have the flexibility. So mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm so accustomed to it that I don't, it's like, you don't realize how good you have it almost. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you had to go back to, I, oh, I feel like it would be like, oh my God, what did I ever complain about? And it's not that I complain, but I do just know that time is a trigger for me. So yeah. flexibility, sometimes I have to be mindful that like sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm like, do I take it too far or like, am I being too loosey goosey over here? You know, you're not. So don't worry. I also think too, like even, um, the call thing I appreciate about our culture is some days, like you just don't have it. So even if you have a lot to do, but like you emotionally, mentally, creatively don't have it, So like, rather than feeling like stuck, oh my God, well, I have to just crank it out. It's like, it's okay. Like I can, I can try this again tomorrow. You know what I mean? And it's not admit like, it's not my day. I don't have it today. You know? (laughs) Yes. Like before we can't record. (laughs) What about this would be an interesting one since we're virtual. I can't like see your desk, uh, messy desk or a clear desk. 
I think I keep it relatively. Um, it's not messy, but it's not. Um, it's not clear. It's not empty. You know, like yeah. I have stuff on my desk, but it's not a mess. And part of the problem is like all the cords that. Oh, see, I, I just messed that. it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> part of the problem is all the cords. Oh my gosh, there we go. That come. I tried Don't to pick up them. all my cords. I'm not touching them. But there's so <laughs> many cords that come with this, so there's just like cords all over my desk all the time. Okay. But anyway, what, what I mean, your desk is pretty clear. I like it clear, but it gets messy sometimes. Yeah. Like, but I would prefer for it to be clear, but sometimes like I have these from yesterday. Perfect. Desk drawers, books. another oh, question. I don't have another any drawers on my desk, so that's the problem. My drawers are a disaster. Okay a disaster but the top of the desk has like the clockwork book a candle some pens and a cute little holder like it's cute you know yeah yeah, the drawers are everything just gets a landfill yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) would you rather have daily check-ins or weekly meetings with you (laughs) (laughs) with you like every day (laughs) (laughs) with uh, I think, I think daily check-ins is excessive. I think Slack, like, I think Slack does a good enough job for that and project management tools. Yeah. Like, honestly, sometimes a weekly, I mean, a daily team meeting. No, but honestly, even sometimes a weekly team meeting is like not necessary. Like there's nothing to say. Yeah. If we don't have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess right. weekly meetings. Last one. Okay. This is fun though. I don't want Grilled to cheese or mac and cheese? Grilled cheese. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Mac and no, grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. <laughs> when I Three when you say there. mac and cheese, I think like boxed mac and cheese, and like which I do not like. Oh, interesting. But I really I hate it actually. I only like one Annie's white cheddar and shells. So it's the only one I'll eat. I know I'm such a snob. Yeah. Um, but I love like a homemade mac and cheese. Okay. But I think I would still choose grilled cheese over that. I don't think I've ever made a homemade mac and cheese. What? Like, I'm sure I've eaten it at shindigs or family get-togethers, but I've never made a homemade mac and cheese myself. Like, I've only made the box for my children. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I used to make make it. So I found this recipe from Half-Baked Harvest where you you measure the water and the pasta. And so it's like the right amount. So the pasta. water, g- you're hilarious. What? In Canadian pasta. Pasta. pasta, 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 pasta. Okay. Whatever. Um, pasta. Anyway, Sound off in the comments, <laughs> Sound off in the comments. pasta or pasta. pasta. <laughs> um anyway so that it absorbs leaves just enough water and i know this sounds that you just start adding like some cheese milk and then it like makes the sauce for it it leaves like just enough starchy water Mm -hmm. and that recipe also you add cauliflower which i really love because i love like cauliflower and cheese sauce so but i grew up made my mom so this is like a heated debate for mac and cheese lovers like egg or no egg I grew up and my mom made the kind where it had like egg in it. And I'm like, no, I'm like a like cheese sauce girly. Egg or it's like mixed into the it's sauce. It's like mixed into the sauce, but it's like baked. You know, okay. I am like a cheese sauce girly. Like I mix my noodles with the cheese sauce and that's what I like. 
Oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the more traditional, egg, but... like Southern style. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm totally generalizing. I'm Canadian. I don't know anything about regional cuisine. About down Southern there, so... style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what they sell me here in the stores. You know. Yeah, I've never. I wouldn't know. I guess if I had yeah. had the egg one, unless yeah. the consistency is very different, but. It's always baked, but I guess some people do the cheese sauce one and then bake it, but. Okay. I, I just know. realized my shirt's on backwards. Perfect. <laughs> I couldn't tell, so. I know, but look. I just, <laughs> just looked down and see the tag. <laughs> I just felt it. I was like, is this on backwards? Yeah. It's okay. Sure. When we were camping, my shorts were on inside out for half a day and <laughs> I couldn't tell because they're just like athletic shorts, you know? <laughs> so Yeah. What about you? Mac and cheese or grilled cheese? Um, uh, you can't really do, do I have tomato soup? hundred percent. If I have tomato soup, grilled cheese. If All I don't, day, every day. Mac and cheese. It's fair. It's fair. But yeah, lactose intolerant. So I don't really eat that very often. If I do eat it, I either take a lactate beforehand or I just know I'm going to suffer. Yeah. Because you know? lactose free cheese is like not, it no, doesn't have not. the pull, the cheese pull. No, it's not good. Like, yeah doesn't melt right yeah like I've had like vegan pizza and like the cheese is just like this too creamy texture that like gets yeah. stuck to the roof of your mouth it's disgusting I yeah I feel you so there's a store just... here called like nuts for cheese and they make all these cool cheeses out of nut milk and like it's really cool but I'm just like I'm really glad that I can eat regular cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, cool for you but cool no. for you yeah um yeah no so today's Tyler's birthday my husband. stop oh my gosh Tyler yeah text, I want to message him right now right actually now. I'll do it after this Sorry, happy happy weird. birthday so happy birthday Tyler he's gonna know. go he's so sneaky by himself because that's go his see, love language you gonna go see Oppenheimer Barbie of course he's gonna no. go see Barbie no he's going to see Oppenheimer oh, he's not gonna <laughs> do the double feature well, I wanted to do the double feature. Like I wanted tonight to go to Barbie, but he's going to let me know how he feels after Oppenheimer because he said it's, you know, it's going to be pretty heavy yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot to process. He might not be ready for Barbie. So we'll see. But he might also need it. He so. might need it. Yeah. I've heard Barbie is so good. So that... good. I think I'm going next week to see it. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. I was first, I was like, I'll wait. And I was like, no, I need to see it. This is yeah, like a cultural thing. So to go. So yeah. I'm excited at some point. I want to go see Barbie, whether it's with Tyler or my friends, because some yeah. of my mom friends said that they would go with me. Um, yeah. So we're going to go to dinner for his birthday at nice. least. And the thing that he asked for, he's like terrible at telling me what he wants for his birthday. Does your husband do this? I, or does he... I don't want anything. I don't, I don't need anything. And then they're like disappointed yeah. when you have nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here's nothing. Yeah. Hope you're hungry for the taste of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Don't hold this against me. Yeah. Uh, then he'll be like, no one really, you know, it's just my birthday. No one really remembers. One year. Okay. This is kind of funny. One year. I guess it was two years ago. For some reason, no one besides me remembered that it was Tyler's birthday. Like literally not even his mom. Like not my mom or dad called him not my brother not his friends oh God, so not sad. his mom <laughs> that's heartbreaking and like we just didn't say anything because then it was just like funny like towards the end of the day he's like yeah 
are we going to get through the day with no one calling me for my birthday or even texting me for texting, my birthday? Texting, yeah. I would have sent him a message just so we're all clear here. But anyway. Yeah, sure enough, no one did. And so now he likes to use that as like, it's just my birthday. Like no one remembers my birthday anyway. Right, I don't matter. I'm just the <laughs> yeah, dad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I always remember your birthday. I always want you to feel special. But if you don't tell me what you want, then it's hard for me to like. Yeah special and get you what you want but he did tell me he wants three quotes for us to screen in our like patio he wants to like screen in the patio so we can oh yeah bugs out there and Mm -hmm. enjoy it a little bit more so yeah I gotta get that you know we were just at Disney last week but I need to do that I need to get some quotes because that's the one thing he wants so you want to patio? okay well good well you're at it you should probably put a pool in there yeah (laughs) just 100k or so yeah no big deal it's fine (laughs) so expensive right now i love one but we're gonna have to go with the blow-up pool for now you know yeah i feel you you forever storying let's do it okay let me see i'm gonna read it from my phone just because the computer was giving me a hard time okay I had a review booked in and when it came to my manager advised that she wanted more detail in my comments and would reschedule to the end of the week. But this never happened. This was about three weeks ago. And I have just noticed that she submitted my review with her comments (gasps) and marked me down as needs improvement. The comments are around how I am a team player and I deliver good work. I just need to work on my confidence as I second guess myself. There was also one mention that my confidence and second guessing myself caused a lack in communication to the client and caused negative feedback, which is the first time this has ever been brought to my attention. And also something I don't feel is true. My manager is actually leaving at the end of this week, but I would I have grounds to speak to their manager about it and express concern around the fact that I didn't have a review meeting and I don't agree with the points or the rating. 100%. You need to, you need to talk because like reviews stick, you know what I mean? Like that's like one of the few things like like, on your record, they're designed to be like a documentation of your growth in the company. So if it's not, if it hasn't been performed or handled like equitably to how other people's reviews are handled, then hundred percent, you need to bring it up. And like cardinal rule number one is like you should never hear about something in your review for the first time. For the first time. Like this should not be a surprise. Unless it literally happened two days ago, you know, but. Yeah, but then it should still be a discussion and not just something written down on your review and submitted to the company. Yeah. Yeah, that's alarming, right? That like you're not even been given the opportunity for discussion before it's submitted. So I would absolutely say something. Um, Because even if it's, you know, even if those points and ratings still stand, like you still need to have an opportunity to discuss, to learn, like, to learn, can yeah. I do better? How, you know, how, yeah. what was the perception of this? How long has this been going on? Like, how can someone communicate this to me more appropriately or more in advance so that I'm not hearing about it as a surprise for the first time. And it's also like, I think a review is also your opportunity to give the company feedback as well. And totally you've not been given that opportunity so yeah it's so odd I mean I can't imagine I mean even the point about like I want more detail in your comments like that could even that could be part of the review it's like part of your like like hey like even in this review um we're still not getting like the level of detail or something that we need you know like this is a prime example kind of thing 
Yeah. So it's just people are so weird. <laughs> just yeah. Just bad policy I think for sure. Yeah, I definitely think since your boss sounds like they're leaving for the company, it sounds like they're leaving the company. You definitely need to bring this to your new yeah, boss like, or maybe their they boss. just mailed it in. Maybe like, oh, right. whatever, you know. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, like even if you said schedule, it's like, well, yeah. then you should have not submitted it. But maybe they were like, oh, I have to submit this before I leave or whatever. Yeah, and our schedules aren't aligned but they should have just run that up the flagpole and given yeah. it to their manager to say I wasn't able to meet with them but this needs to be discussed totally so, yeah all right you ready for the next one yep okay I hired someone who was ready to to get back to work after years of raising kids but six months in she's really struggling to adjust is there a way to talk to her about the fact that she might not be ready no. Some further context. The employee has children already and is currently pregnant and will be taking leave before the end of the year. We have a flexible and liberal uh, leave and work hours policy, and she has used it almost nonstop to handle family emergencies with her kids or her pregnancy. At first, this was absolutely no problem, encouraged and celebrated, but it's becoming an issue with meeting deadlines and her overall ambition and energy level as well. I 1000% believe that moms can have a career and I want her to make that possible and be flexible. But it's also becoming very clear that we're not getting her best effort and that it might help both her and the company for her to reassess if she's ready, if she's really ready to come back to full-time. Is there a way for me to talk to her about going part-time or even leaving entirely without being a complete jerk about how much time her family needs for her? This is so sensitive and I want to do the right thing. Okay. So my first thing was like, no, but then the more context you gave, I was like, okay. Yeah. This I'm like so torn about these kinds of things because it's just an example of how our work culture is not built for moms and like continues to yeah. <laughs> suffocate us and yeah. expect things that we cannot give um that they do not expect from dads, right? Like because the dad it wouldn't have all these responsibilities, wouldn't have to typically yeah. I'm generalizing here, you yeah. know, it's not true. There for are some everyone. dads that definitely do the default parenting, but, but I also understand as a business owner and as a company, like they need to be putting their best effort and what does best effort look like? And do we need to reevaluate like what is feasible for her yeah. at this season of her life? You know, yeah, maybe she's stressed about it too, or maybe she's guarantee really... you she is. Yeah. That's the thing. I guarantee you, she is just as stressed about like maybe financially she needs this to be full-time. And so then there's yeah. also the, you know, what's fair, what's equitable, what's, how long is the season going to last for her? It, well, it sounds like she's pregnant. And so yeah. it's like, she's, it's going, it's not like the tail end. It's the beginning <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. To me, like, I don't have an issue with the needing to be present with your kids, the needing to take time off. It's the, the conversation in my opinion needs to happen around the work, the workload, the capacity, yeah. the meeting expectations. And right now yeah. in terms of her performance, she's not meeting those expectations. And so yeah, irregardless of what's happening in her personal life, like that's what the conversation needs to be about. And like, does she have the capacity that's for her to communicate? And if she 
cannot or does not have the capacity. I think it's your job to communicate what your expectations are in that role. Yeah. And she can be honest about whether or not she can meet those or not. I think it has less to do with like family emergencies or taking time. Like, I don't, I don't care like how much time you need to take off, like take it off, do whatever you need to do as a mom. Like I get it, but are you able to meet the expectations that we have here? And if not, then that's where we need to maybe reevaluate. And I don't think it's bad to, you know, offer a part-time if that's going to be better fit for Mm -hmm. her. Um, if she's still a good fit for the company and, and maybe even wants that, that might be a relief for her. I don't know. It's hard to, to know. Yeah. Not knowing, you know, her or her situation or what her desires are. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think that the, the hard part with these types of situations is the fine, like, like, where do we draw the line between being accommodating and you know, like you're saying expectations and standards not being upheld. And also like, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but like also on the flip side, it's like, what happens if she has to, who does someone have to pick up the slack Mm -hmm. or like are things slipping through the cracks or is it, is it putting more of a load on someone else? Because then that's really not fair. And often like, I can't believe I'm saying it, but like often those things will go to the people who do not, maybe don't have children or have older children who don't have the same level of like uncertainty sometimes in their day to day. And like, you know, like they, they are a little, it's a little bit easier for them to expect what their days are going to look like. Cause as a parent, like as a young parent, like my, our phone could ring at any, t- any time. Right. And it's like the school calling or it's whatever it's this, it's like so-and-so looked at something wrong and now has a nosebleed and you have to come <laughs> yeah, get your kid, you know, <laughs> you know, growing up. Yeah. um, so I think you like you have to look at the this is something that I've really like have been trying to figure out is like what are the what's the impact on the culture if there's someone who requires more resources mm-hmm. Yeah cuz we've even talked about this from a mental health standpoint you know yeah. not even children but like if someone needs extended time off yeah. For mental health care, burnout, whatever. Right. Like how long can a company sustain that? Sustain that. Yeah. And like, even as like they say the words, I'm like, it feels icky, which is, yeah. I'm just like, Bleh, I don't even like, I don't believe that. But I also know that like, in order to employ everyone at this company, we need to make revenue and people need to do their jobs. So it's like that cycle of like, there's like a practical side of this. And then there's also the compassionate, empathetic side of like wanting to do what feels right for the person. But it's like, but as a small, especially as a small business, I'm often stuck between a rock and a hard place on, but I need this work done in order to stay in business. And it's not fair to the other people to just pass it off on them and then continue paying this person. Yeah. Yes. Or delaying projects have, or delaying deadlines. Answer. Like I, yeah. st- I feel like I've been thinking about this for the past year and a half because we had some situations on our team where we had to ask this question and think about this, like how long can we sustain, you know, having someone need to be out or mm-hmm. need more flexibility and being compassionate towards them, but also having 
expectations that we have to meet yeah we don't have the answer truly yeah. it's so having hard. deadlines that have to be yeah met or we're and not going to make money having to pick it up yeah because I can't afford to hire another person in addition to this person that's yeah. on leave mm-hmm. I think for this particular instance like you can have flexibility but also have like clear expectations that have to be yes. met yeah and this is where like to circle back to like this is where like the number of hours is like such an easy metric that people like focus on because it's like, can you eat, can you work your hours? But it's like those hours to your point, like you could be doing shit work in those hours because you're just like, well, I got to get my hours in. I'm going to lose my job. But like, meanwhile, you have a baby on your lap or something like that. Right. So like, it's not even, it's not, it's by no means perfect, but like, how else do you put expectations on also depends on the type of the type of role is it something where you have to be mm-hmm. like it's like every day this it's the same type of job that takes the same amount of time or like me like a like a like you know I say like creatively like some days I can crank out 10 emails and some days I can't even do one yeah you know so mm-hmm. it's so nuanced and so I appreciate the the further context of being like I it's clear this person wants to support them but obviously has a business that they have to maintain. I think you need to be really clear on your expectations and then you need to also, I don't know, like you could offer them part-time or, you know, I I think that you need to be really clear about the performance expectations where the performance is lacking and an honest, transparent conversation about like, does she feel she can meet those expectations? What are the things that are holding her back from meeting those expectations? What is going to change? Because right now those expectations are not being met. Were were those expectations even clear to begin with? Maybe not, maybe she didn't know. And so we can start fresh from there. Um, And then I would talk about capacity. I think it will naturally turn into a capacity conversation, but- you know, communicating, like, are we at capacity? Are we over capacity? Like, do we need less? Do we need more? Um, obviously we don't need more. Uh, (laughs) but I think that if you're able to be open and honest about those things, then I think going into the, what do you want conversation will be easier. Like what do you, what does she really want? Like, does she does want she, to make this work? Does she love this job? And it's just a tough season. Need, like, does she want to be working full time or yeah. is she like, I want to be doing less, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, and that might be really easy and transparent for her to share. Mm-hmm. Once you have an open, honest conversation about yeah. performance, meeting expectations, capacity, where we're at, you know, but yeah. Yeah. It's definitely I wouldn't like, I wouldn't yeah. like come out the gate being like, you need Let's to talk part about time. part-time hours because I don't yeah. think part-time hours necessarily solves it if if they're unclear on the expectations yeah. and and performance. You know, I think that has to be the first piece of it because she's you communicated she's not giving best effort in in the work that she's doing. So yeah, like, that needs to come first. And what do we need to change in order for her to be able to give best effort? I think that's the question, right? Like. Mm-hmm. What does best effort look like for you, for her? 
Yeah. What does she need to be able to give best effort and let her kind of communicate? I need to work less or I need. Yeah. I need less on my plate so that I can like nail these five things instead of juggle these 10 things, you know, and I need this type of support or these accommodations. And then you can communicate whether or not you're able Able. and willing to do those things. Yeah. But I think this is such a nuanced and like not like hot button topic because the workforce is changing all the time and you know, any company that you want to work for is one a company that's having these conversations. How can I support my team in the most healthy but equitable way and still, you know, keep this company afloat, you know? Yeah. Basically, the workforce was not built with the intention of children. Two working, yeah, two two working, working parents. parents. Yeah. And having children in the mix, you know, so it definitely favors single people, uh, working parents who don't have the responsibility of the children, whether that's because financially they can afford care or because they have a part financially, they can afford to have a partner who stays at home or maybe they have uh, supportive family, friends, grandparents, whatever, like that definitely is where the the structure the corporate structure that we have or the workforce structure that we have even small yeah. businesses not because even corporations. if you think about like even if both parents worked like odds are your maybe maybe grandma never worked so she's able to help with the kids you know like right. I both of my parents still work yeah James's parents just retired but they're like a smith they're at retirement age you know what I mean it's like but I'm like my both of my parents still work and my kids are eight and t- almost eight and ten it's like yeah I'm at the pa- the point now where like, actually I'm not going to, if the, if the school starts calling, I mean, I work from home, but like pretty yeah. soon, like my kids will be old enough to just come home, stay home, <laughs> just stay home. You know what I mean? Like I'm here, but even if I wasn't, they I could be like, okay, I'll, I'll run them home and I'll go back to work, you know, because they'll be old enough. So, yeah. but often like, like I grew up, my Nana didn't work or she right. worked super part-time, you she know, able to like, yeah. And grandpa retired early because it was a different world. You know, my parents just, um, neglected me and I would go home after school and be by myself. And I think I was like six or seven, like I was definitely staying at home alone, like way too young, Yeah, but it's fine. But my, I had, I mean, my mom was a single mom at the time. So Mm -hmm. she had to work. What was she Mm going to do? Like when I come home from school, like that's just how it had to be a different time. Yeah, a different time. Yeah. I don't know. I used to play with the neighborhood kids. I guess their moms were home. I think it was more yeah. like she's village. Fine. Takes yeah, village. village. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all that to say that like our economy is not built for two working parents or single working parents. It's really yeah. hard. And I also understand the business side of it. It's really hard because as a business, you still need to get the work done. So I see both sides of this, but I still, I know that it's not fair. (laughs) You know, I know that this is so challenging for, for all specifically, but all parents and parties involved. So yeah, hopefully you can have a fruitful conversation about how compassionate you are and how much you care and how much you want that, but you can still be honest about like the business and what the business needs too. Yeah. And I uh, any sane person would understand that. You know? Yeah. Cause like maybe her partner like works the kind of job where like, they're not able to help with those kinds of, like James isn't able to help with. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's not that he wouldn't, he would, but like, that's not mm-hmm. the job he has, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
she might have to be figuring this out on her own. So. Yeah. All right. Okay, last well. one. Ready? Okay. Yeah. It's a like, I'm a, am I the asshole one? Okay. okay. Perfect. Okay. I'm a manager. I work in a partnership management and have someone who reports into me. Let's call him Mike. Mike is partially deaf. So he either has his hearing aids in, or we just speak a little louder to him. Mm -hmm. So we're in a meeting with a client and Mike doesn't have his hearing aids in. The client is speaking just below a normal level. Fine for me, but Mike is having trouble hearing. After almost every sentence, he is asking if what was said by the client can be repeated and often asking for the repeated sentence to be repeated. It's getting to a point it's quite distracting and the client hasn't put two and two together. I then said something along the lines of, could you, the client, speak a little louder as Mike has trouble hearing? Client says, okay, and we're good for the rest of the the meeting. My afterward calls me out saying I, I, it was Mike afterwards calls me out saying it wasn't my decision to make. He was pretty upset and embarrassed. I do understand, but felt like he should have said something as it was actually affecting the flow of the meeting. Am I the asshole? Uh, I think Mike's also the asshole. Like why was he not wearing his hearing aids? I have questions that I don't want to like come across as ableist or ignorant but I'm like why why wasn't Mike wearing his hearing aids like that would be like my brother going in to teach a, a class without his speaking board like right, he, it's like, not he can't it's in a com- it's possible. a tool he needs to communicate yeah uh, and taking like, and a job know, he that he knows that. he has to communicate you know right so same thing with Mike like he knows he's sort of obviously he's asking the person to repeat themselves and then yeah. repeat themselves again which I imagine would be very frustrating yeah but I also like on the, on the other side, like Mike is very used to advocating for himself, I would imagine. Oh. And also has a different perception of communication or just a different experience with communication. And maybe is very used to having to ask people to repeat themselves. And it's just kind of like, this is my life and like resigned to it almost. Yeah. So to him, it, it probably feels more normal to just be like, oh, it was not, it wasn't that big him. of a deal to him, you know? So mm-hmm. I think probably the supervisor should have maybe been like oh let's take a like like a water break or something you know what I mean like and, and talk, talk to, to Mike, Mike privately yeah like can you that's what should have happened or, you know yeah like yeah or like you know it's maybe frustrating for the client to continue to repeat themselves I don't know maybe we can ask the client to talk louder <laughs> yeah like you know I think the, I, I could imagine that the biggest piece of it was just the, the outing of his disability, his when, disability when that's he, his to decide if he wants yes. to share that. Yeah. yeah I a hundred percent agree with that. So I think it should have happened in private and the, the manager either should have found a way to like, Oh, we need to take a break for a second. Um, or, or, or I don't know, like text your sucker, your text someone and be like, come knock on the door and say, we have a call. You know what I mean? Like find mm-hmm. a way to, to break this meeting or just get through that meeting and then talk to Mike afterwards. Or even like ask the client. I, I agree with everything you said. Those are like good yeah. things that they could do. But even if you didn't want to like break the meeting or something, like, could you have asked the client to just speak louder instead? Like it's, yeah, just, you said that he was talking like below a normal level so right. I don't think it would have been wild for you to be like hey can you you know I'm having I'm having a hard time yeah hearing what you're saying as well like would you be okay to speak a little louder totally um yeah just take it on like yourself it in person too yeah so. 
Yeah. That makes without sense like too. outing someone else, you yeah. know, cause it's not, and I've done this and I felt terrible. I've done this to my husband, like about certain things that he, I'm so like open. I like share everything. Cause yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just how I am. I don't know how to be. I feel like I'm holding things back if yeah. I'm not telling everybody everything that's, you know, going totally. on for me. Um, but my husband is not like that. And I've like accidentally outed him about certain things that he was like, not comfortable sharing with other people. Mm-hmm. And I felt, and like he told me afterwards and I felt terrible. So I also think just apologizing to Mike, you know, about yeah. why you did that and that you understand that was not the right thing to do. And it was not your information to share and you should not have done that just so that he understands you respect his boundary and you're compassionate to like, totally. You made made a mistake here and that was not information to share because I've been on that side and it does not feel good, but apologizing is a good way to start that. Start repairing it. Yeah. 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 All she wrote. That's a good one. Some juice, like some, like, we always say yeah. juicy, but like some nuanced Moist. ones for sure. So you can submit you your stories. those people that doesn't like the word moist? Uh, no, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Moist? No, it doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Let me check. I'm like, moist? No, I think because like growing up a pastry chef, like, do you right. know how often we say the word like moist? moist? Like that cake is moist. Like, because the, the last thing you want is a dry baked good. So oh, yeah. we say a lot, we say moist a lot. So to me, it just like, it's, it's just like a, a descriptor. Term. It's a very like accurate descriptor of, of totally. how a lot of things should be. Yes. You know? I wonder why that word bothers people so much. Is there a word that bothers you? Not really. Like, yeah, I can't think of fun. Nothing that like jumps to, to mind. Oh, actually I have a word, but it's like a curse word that like, I cannot, and Tyler knows. And so like, sometimes he'll say it. Oh, can you spell T- it? T-W-A-T. Oh. Hate that word. Like why? Because my mom used to always say it and I. Oh, it's just like a trigger. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so yeah. gross and disgusting. I hate it so much. <laughs> I used to feel that way about like C-U-N-T, but yeah. sometimes especially like when Australians say it, you like I laugh. It. It's funny. <laughs> like I would never say it. I would never like call someone that. And I don't want to be called that, but like, yeah, I know culturally it's like, it's not as jarring in other places of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you see, like when I'll see a TikTok and like, they'll just say it and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's not in my vernacular, but yeah, yeah. Same. Like, I, I'm not, I get it when I hear it in the right context. So, yes. and on that note, yeah, we'll see you, see next, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs>